going to go to the book of Acts tonight. Acts chapter 19, we're going to begin in verse number 1. Read a couple of verses and skip down. And um, maybe a little bit different tonight, but just praying and believing that the Lord's going to have his way. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 19, verse number 1. And the Bible says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much of heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Skip down to verse number 5. It says, When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. I want to take my title out of that, uh, out of that second verse. It says, Have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you received since you believed? tonight just talk to you for a few moments on that thought have you received since you believed if you would lift your hands ask God to help us here tonight father we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for your word we thank you for your anointing we thank you for your spirit God I pray Lord that you would anoint this messenger tonight that you would anoint this man of clay that you would hide me behind your cross tonight that you would use me that you would say what you would have me to say God through this body tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd open our ears to receive, our hearts to receive you tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd move in a mighty way, God, that your Holy Ghost be made known in this house tonight. God, that you come to feel, refill, that you come to baptize with fire. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move and to have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, just a couple of days ago, a uh, pastor had asked me Wednesday if I'd be willing to, to preach tonight, and um, not knowing what I was going to preach on, I, I agreed, and just began to seek the Lord, and the other day I was just uh, actually in another service as we were out of town for a, 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 a conference, and uh, just the thought, the, the words come to me, have you received since you believed, and begin to think on this text, and think upon the Holy Ghost, and uh, over the past couple of days and just thinking about this service, trying to gather some thoughts and different things, some notes, and um, got to today and I had a whole other message and a whole other direction and just really praying and seeking God of which way to go and I believe this is uh, without a doubt where he wanted me to go tonight, though it was the least uh, prepared, should I say, and just really believing that the Lord's going to have his way tonight and that you know, talking with Brother Marvin before service, it made me feel real confident. You know, he said, the, talking about the anointing, he said, if it don't show up, you might as well just go home. But I concur tonight. If the anointing isn't here tonight, might as well pack up, go eat some chicken. Amen. But I'm praying that the anointing will have his way, that God will have his way here tonight. But on this thought, have you received since you believed? You know, there's the Bible, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. I heard this title, though I don't remember the whole message, but I, I remember the title as a young teenager being preached to and, 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 and hearing about the Holy Ghost. And it's something that's always stuck with me, and, and I couldn't for the life of me preach that message to you tonight because I don't remember it. I just, the title stuck with me and, and the text here, but I just pose this question to you tonight. As a believer, as a child of God, something that you can ask yourself where you sit, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? 
And um, I just want to, I want you to ask yourself that. And, uh, you know, if you've received, say, you can say, okay, I was filled with the Holy Ghost at this time, in this place, in this service, or in this this time in my life. And I want to ask you tonight, are you filled tonight? Have you received tonight? Are you full tonight? You know, it's one thing to receive it once. It's another thing to go back for more. Amen? You know, we have to continually be filled. We have to continue to seek to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, one question I have for you tonight, you may be saying, what is the Holy Ghost and why do I need it? I'm going to do my best to convey that to you tonight. Uh, the first thought that comes to my mind when I ask that question is uh, listening years ago. You know, I often struggle with quoting Brother Clinton all the time, but as I was praying today, a thought come to me. If I'm out there singing the country, if I'm listening to country music or listening to world, you know, that's going to come out, you know. But if I just, you feel yourself with God, those things come out. Well, one of the mentors in my life that I've listened a lot to is Brother Clinton. And one of the things he said in a testimony uh, a CD that I have, and, uh, I believe it was the night or, or next two nights after he got saved, whatever it was, a uh, man told him in the church, they come back to the next service and said, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, is that better than what I got last night? And the guy said, no, but it'll make what you got last night better. Amen. And I believe that's, that's pretty well what he said, a quote, you know, just something that's always stuck with me. But what is the Holy Ghost? It's not to take the place of salvation, but it's going to make your salvation better. Amen? It's come as a comforter. John 16 and 7, it says, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And I just did a quick uh, search and de uh, definition of the word comforter. And uh, this come up in Thayer's definition. It says, In the widest sense, it's a helper an aider, an assistant of the Holy Spirit destined to take the place of Christ within the disciples after his ascension to the Father, to lead them to a deeper knowledge of the gospel truth and to give divine strength needed to enable them to undergo trials, persecutions on the behalf of the divine kingdom. The comforter tonight is a helper, is a help. Just as I believe in the book of Genesis, when God told Adam, I'm going to give you a helpmate, he looked upon the church after Christ, after Christ was going to ascend, and he knew in the beginning of time that the church was going to need a helpmate. They were going to need a comforter. They were going to need a guide. And, um, you know, oftentimes I, I think of it like this, is the Holy Ghost is given to continue the work of Christ on earth. You know, Christ was, was in, when he walked this earth, he was in one place at one time. He could do, you know, he was limited to his body because he, he limited himself, amen? You know, Christ could be in a physical form, could be in one place at one time. But as he ascended to heaven and, he, and the church was born, as the Holy Ghost was given, it, we could be, and the Holy Ghost can operate, Christ can operate through the Holy Ghost in as many as are believers throughout the world, amen? So if you're a child of God tonight, you're a believer, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, Christ can operate in and through you all over the world, wherever there's believers at tonight. Luke 24 and 49, it says, And behold, this is Jesus talking, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power from on high. The Holy Ghost is a promise tonight. I want you to know this, it's a promise. It's for you. If you're sitting here wondering, what's the Holy Ghost? Is it for me? I don't think that I, I want no part of that. I want to tell you tonight, it's a promise. Jesus said, it's a promise. I promise you that I'm going to send the promise of my Father. He said, I'm going to send the promise of my Father. 
It's for you tonight. Acts 2, and it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one mind and one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And they appeared up upon unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. The, the speaking in tongues we've often heard, you may say, that's not for me. That, I don't want no part of it. I'm just here to tell you tonight, that's just the initial evidence. We're not here to seek tongues. When we have these altar call here in just a moment, I, I don't want you up here seeking tongues. I want you to seek to be filled. You know, I'm thinking about initial evidence. You know, that's just the initial evidence. The Bible talks about, you know, that they spoke in tongues, that they were filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But I just want you to know tonight, that's the evidence. And for the, furthermore, that's the initial evidence. If that's the only evidence that you ever had of being filled with the Holy Ghost is tongues, then I'm going to say you need to come up here and get back in the altar and get refilled again. Amen? That's just the initial. There's more evidence to come. There's the fruits of the Spirit. There's faith. There's hope. There's, there's meekness, temperance. All those things come. You know, I'm not just going to try to quote the whole thing tonight, but there's more evidence to come. There's a holy life. It comes to give power tonight. It's the power of God working through the individual is bound up in the Holy Ghost. You know, pastor talking this morning, talking about moving on from a moment. And he talked about all the things that we, we go through and the trials and the things. And I couldn't help but go back to this thought and then the, that the Holy Ghost is a helper. The Holy Ghost comes to give us power. We can't do this in ourselves. I believe it was Paul that said that be, you walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do we do that? We have to be full of the Holy Ghost. We have to be full. And again, I don't have a lot of notes, so hopefully this is making sense. And just as hopefully the Lord helps us here tonight. But just in, in my mind, I'm going to get away from this so that we can get on and, and flow. Amen. But uh, just in, in, in my mind is, is that, you know, we, we say, said I'm going to get away from this in just a moment. <laughs> but when we're talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost, we go back to the thought, you know, we say, well, it's, it's something foreign, something new. But it, what, what are the requirements to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, first off, you must be born again. Are you born again tonight? If you're here tonight, you're not, you, you're not born again, you've not come to this life of Christ, you've not repented and asked for forgiveness and turned your life around, I want you to know that tonight you could do that here in these altars. That you must be born again. And then after you're born again, the Bible says, be baptized. It's not a requirement to be filled, but you know, in, in the book of uh, Acts, they talk about when Peter goes to Cornelius' house, they were... Peter was preaching to the Gentiles, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. After they were filled, they got baptized in water. Amen? So I don't believe you got to be baptized in water before you get filled with the Holy Ghost. I know they didn't work that way for me. But, um, but, but the primary requirement to be filled with the Holy Ghost is to be born again. And I believe that when you're born again, I believe Scripture backs this up, that, you know, that, that you're born of the Spirit. There's part of this, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a Spirit you're born into when you take on the Spirit of Christ, when you repent, when you come into this life of Christ. So you're, Christ imparts into you 
us, us, his spirit. Amen. But it's then our job to come to these altars to seek to be filled. It's one thing to have a measure of the spirit. But what I'm talking about tonight is to be filled with his spirit. So when you come into this life, you're a new creator. You're a new creature in Christ, and you're, God's dealing with you, and things are changing, and, you know, convicting, and, and helping you, and, and God's really doing a work in your life. That continual work begins as you continue, and you seek to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So as he puts his finger on things in your life, and you say, how am I going to do this? How am I going to lay this down? How am I going to live like this? How am I going to seek you every day? How am I going to walk in the Spirit? How am I going to do all these things? How am I not going to go back to my other life? You know, that measure that he imparted in you, that's going to get you through only for a little while. But you're going to have to pray on through and get the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to pray on through to be filled. Pray on through that you would get the fullness of God of what he'll have for you and what he wants for you. And what he'll have for your life. Because that's the only way that we're going to overcome the world. Amen? That's the only way that we're going to be able to live this life, this Christian life, is that we be filled with the Spirit. It's simple tonight, guys. It's simple. Just... Ephesians 5 and 18, it says, And be not drunk with wine, where is an excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The Amplified says, and constantly guided by Him. The Amplified adds that part on, and I included that, and it says, and constantly guided by Him. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It means that I'm going to go to Him for my continual source. That I'm going to be filled. That, that, that word be is a verb. It says, you know, to exist, to have being, have existence, to live. And one thing I liked about it, it says, be alive. The Holy Spirit brings life, amen? There's churches all over America today that are dead. There's preachers that are dead. Why? Because they don't have the life. They don't have the Holy Ghost. They don't have the fire of God in them. You know, I love that song, There's a River. There's a river flowing. You know, I think, you know, oftentimes growing up being preached and talked to about the Holy Ghost is that's a river of living water just flowing out of you. Something just wells up inside of you. A fire comes. An unction comes. God just moves and, and you could just feel and you could just sense the presence of God as he just dwells up in you. Amen? One writer says this about being filled with the Spirit. It says, when we have the right attitude, faith becomes remarkably active. But it can never be remarkably active in a dead life. When sin is out, the body is clean. And when the life is made right, then the Holy Spirit comes. Then faith brings evidence. Why should we tarry or wait for the Holy Spirit? Why should we wrestle and pray with a living faith to be made ready? Because we need the Holy Spirit to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That is why the Holy Spirit's come into your body. First of all, your sin is gone, and you can see clearly and speak to others. But Jesus does not want you to point out the speck in somebody else's eye while there's a plank in your own. The place of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the only place of operation where the believer binds the power of Satan. Satan thinks that he has the right. And he will have a short time to, ex to exhibit that right as the prince of the world. But he cannot be the prince as long as there's one person filled with the Holy Spirit. Now how dare you resist coming into a place of being filled with that life and power of the Holy Spirit. What is the attitude of your life? Are you thirsty? Are you longing? 
Are you willing to pay the price and are you willing to forfeit in order to have? Are you willing to allow yourself to die so that he may live? Are you willing for, are you willing for him to have the right of way in your heart, your conscience, and all that you are? Are you ready to have God's deluge of blessing upon your soul? Are you ready to be changed forever, to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled with divine power forever? And this thought at the end of this, this writer coined this phrase. I even heard it this weekend as the preacher was preaching. But it says there's two sides of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The first condition is that you possess the baptism. And the second is that the baptism possesses you. As I come to a close tonight, the musicians, singers would come. Again, this is simple. You know, I struggled to put together notes and all these things that we could say about the Holy Ghost, who the Holy Ghost is, and what He is, and the Scriptures, and all the things to back it up. But I can't get away from this thought tonight, is that there's people in here tonight. There's people young in Christ. There's people old in Christ. There's people that never been filled. There's people that need to be refilled. There's people that, that are filled that need a continual overflowing tonight. There, everyone fits the bill in this room tonight. And the overwhelming thought in my mind is that have you received since you believed? And tonight, if you want to go further in Christ, if you want, to take, if you want him to lead and guide your life, if you're in a place tonight where you're saying, I need help with this thing, I need help with that thing, or I need guidance in my life, I need to know what to do, I need to know how to live, I need help on my job, I need help with my family, I need help with my friends, I need help sharing my testimony. We, we're talking in youth about witnessing. And one question I posed to the young people Wednesday night was, is, where were you when you got saved? What was it that told you that you needed to be saved? And what was it that you were saved from? And if you can't answer those questions tonight, I, 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 I plead with you to go home and think about it, that you'll think about it this week, that you say, what was it that I was saved from? What told me that I needed to be saved? Did I just evolve into living this life of Christ? No, I don't believe so. I want you to think about the time that you were saved. Think about the time that you come to know the Lord Jesus. Think about the time of, of what it meant to you, of what happened in your life, what transformed. What was it that told you that I need to turn my life around? I want you to think about it. The reason I ask that question is if we're ever going to share our testimony with somebody, if we're ever going to share the gospel with somebody, they're not going to believe that you, I, just, I, just, I just grew up in it. I just grew up. They're going to want to know, what do I need to be saved from? What is it that I need to be delivered from? What is it that I, how did I break God's law? How am I, how, how am I born in sin? How is it that I don't have fellowship with, with God? What did I do wrong? But just as I pose that question Wednesday night, and I pose it to you tonight, I pose this question. Have you sought the Holy Ghost? That thing that you're struggling with. That thing that you're seeking guidance on. The direction you're asking God to help you with. The trial that you're going through. Are you looking at it from your flesh? Are you trying to figure it out in your own ways? That's part of being filled with the Spirit. All these things are going to come as I lay this mic down, but just 
walking with God, being full of the Spirit, is that He's going to lead and guide us into all truth. He's going to lead us and guide us, and it's beyond our flesh, beyond our comprehension. The reason that we walk in the Spirit is we put off the flesh because if we do what's right in our eyes, it's going to get us in a mess. But it's only as we continue to allow the Spirit to have right away in our life, in our heart. But I want to open up these altars tonight. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you over here. Stand, kneel, whatever you feel. If you seek to be refilled tonight, I want you over on this side. And those of you that are filled, I want you to find your place behind some of these, either on, the, on this side or that side, and I want you to begin to pray with them. It was short tonight. I believe we got some time to seek the Holy Ghost. Amen? You hear old-fashioned, altar service, old-fashioned, seeking the Holy Ghost. I heard somebody say one time, it's only old-fashioned because we don't do it anymore. Amen? But tonight, I want us to take time. I want us to, to come and seek to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Seek to be filled with a power flown high. I don't want you seeking a tongue. I don't want you seeking a language. I want you to come up here. God, just fill me. I want more of you. I want to know what you have for me. I want to know the fullness. I want to know your will for my life, not with my thoughts, not my plans. I want to completely surrender to you. I want to completely surrender to you. If that's you tonight, would you come? Ask God to fill you tonight, refill you.